Good morning. This is the Marriage Talk podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in for this morning's uh episode. This morning we have a beautiful conversation that's going to be aired all the way from Trivandrum. This is uh, a conversation that I had with Dr. John and Hannah. They are lead pastors of World Impact Community Church in Trivandrum and they also lead a ministry by the name Trotby. they have been such a great blessing to me and my wife and uh, to our church whenever they have come here and they have been great voices apostolic voices over our nation and it's a good conversation whenever we get to talk to uh, leaders like this and get into their heart get into seeing how they do their marriage how they do their relationship with their spouses and their children And so I really hope that this conversation will be a blessing to you. If you have any questions, if you have any uh prayer requests with regards to your marriage, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, drop me an email. My email ID is info@pastorpriji.com or you can just uh send me a WhatsApp message. It's 8088034774 and we are going to definitely pray for you and stand in the gap for you. God bless you. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Have a beautiful time listening to it. Pastor, let me ask you this. Uh do you have difference of personalities, opinions, perspectives? Do you have conflicts? Uh do you have challenges? Uh you know, I know 17 years is a long enough time uh for you to have Uh, what seen ma- what makes you doubt <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and and how, how do you navigate uh, through those differences especially uh, when you know they are you know differences that are very much part of your personality part of your upbringing part of you know your your way of uh, dealing with issues responding to people all of that so how do you as a couple navigate through these differences Yeah I think uh, the the we we heard a statement uh, from John Maxwell years ago see conflict in itself is not a problem mm. conflicts are natural conflicts are normal and conflicts in themselves are neutral mm. they're not good or bad for example if you hold a glass of water mm. there's a conflict with the water that wants to go down because of gravity but the glass is holding it up mm. okay mm. so that conflict is a healthy conflict that is keeping water in a tap mm. the valve is in conflict with the water mm. but in the right time when you open the valve the water flows there's yeah. no more conflict so that conflict is helpful mm. so conflicts in itself are natural they are mm. normal and they're mm. neutral different people work together mm. it's natural the problem with conflict is when what is natural normal and neutral becomes personal mm. and when we do not know how to rightly manage that pressure of the water against the valve mm. which one is better the water feels the valves in the way the valve feels the water is in a rush mm. right so how do we actually rightly manage this uh so how we how we handle the conflict is uh the problem um, so we we through our seasons we had to learn I'm a very different personality. I'm very I'm a bullish go-getter. Mm. Uh if I set my mind on something, I don't have too many ambitions actually. I'm not someone who dreams so much for myself, but if I hear the Lord said something, 
then nothing else makes sense to me i mm. want to fulfill what the lord said mm. i want to make it happen and for me it's not even about me mm. when i feel lord said something it has very little to do with what i want anymore mm. um so uh, that's just how i am and um she also loves the lord mm. and she has often through the years partnered in the work of the lord and the vision of the lord but probably i'm aggressive go and she has come along or she mm. has sometimes she has probably felt dragged along mm. or sometimes it's i take too many things on my plate mm. um sometimes uh, so different ways that conflicts come in and uh, i think uh, for us we have taken certain steps and we'll maybe uh, she could thra- share some of those steps that we we took yeah uh, i think like you said we are, we are very different uh, the conflicts were more frequent and uh, more uh what is the word <laughs> vehement in the early years <laughs> they have toned down uh, in they have become civil <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> civilized <Yeah>. conflict <laughs> so we have uh, and f- more far apart yeah. uh, thank yeah. god in far and few between now yeah uh, but uh, these we've had our seasons of uh, you know really difficult times uh, but i think god's grace and god's wisdom have helped us work through those and we've used um, you know and um, we are extremely different both our personalities uh, are you know poles apart he's you know if he's fast he's uh, you know like he said a go getter he's Bullish. choleric uh, i am a phlegmatic mm. a laid back mm. uh, you know just give me a book and i'm happy in the corner just reading something or uh you know i'm not uh, driven like he is so in everything there was a pull uh, you know there was there was tension pull and a push pull and a push yeah mm. there was there was there was tension which we had to learn to tame mm. and learn to bring to our advantage mm. over the years mm. um and uh, understanding our personalities has really helped mm. so i would recommend all couples to really actually understand your Uh, your has your spouse's uh, temperament because it will help you figure out why they do what they do right uh, so we read up a lot in the uh, more in the early years of our marriage we listened to a lot of people we studied stuff that uh, that worked for other people and how they got it right so that is a good thing to do in your early years of marriage not to wait for the rough times to come before you go and start getting help mm. you know even before you're married uh, read up about stuff find out about personalities what kind of personality will be the best suited for you mm. so that you know what to look for how we worked through our um, our seasons or our you know conflicts um in times of uh, if peace we would prepare when once we knew that the conflicts were happening uh, let me just say this to even uh, family backgrounds both of us are from extremely different kinds of homes and i think every couple will have you know the similar story mm. i came from a more troubled home mm. while his home was more settled and safe uh, which was a good thing mm. i brought in a, a lot more baggage we both had our baggages mm. but all of that adds to the conflict right. and it takes a while before you uh, try to figure out how to work b- through all that mm. because you have to plow through everything you have brought in from your parents marriage as well in into your marriage mm-hmm. and uh, we studied a lot read a lot uh, prayed through those uh, seasons of uh, conflict realized that we were doing a lot of things 
because of what we had seen and what we had heard mm. and we made a decision we had to keep making that decision that no i cannot bring what i've seen and heard into this marriage mm. it has to stop with me mm. uh, and into our relationship i want to bring what god's word says Uh, so we we would understand that yeah i am behaving like my mom mm. or he would see he is behaving like you know what he has seen in his home and uh, so so that also has a big role to play in the conflicts right. that come mm. so your personalities your backgrounds then your own insecurities your own uh, the way you have trained yourself to deal with uh, with conflicts control, all of that need for control yeah you're you know just wanting to have everything going your way yeah. so all of that plays into the marriage and um, how have we dealt with it uh, well we have uh, prayed through a lot mm. yeah we have taken certain decisions that we won't do this and we won't do that over mm. the years okay yeah. over 17 years yeah. after making a lot of mistakes and mm. after hurting each other and uh, crying over it and realizing okay this is what upsets you and this is what upsets me and we would decide okay next time around when we have a conflict i will decide mm. that i'm not going to do that mm. and in times of peace we keep making those choices uh, and that has helped you yeah, know we, in terms of peace we talk about uh, the previous conflict mm. why it happened how it happened yeah and that's in, so important yeah, yeah so after a conflict happens say about a week later when the emotions all settled and yeah. you're all mushy mushy now you love each other and those are times we say hey what happened last time what is it that thing that really bothered you about what i said or did mm. and uh, should also probably take note of what bothered me mm. and we both would take care that the next time a conflicts coming in mm. there will be a red flag don't mm. say never don't say always don't say you are always like that mm. just, you know so we begin to learn some of these things mm. but i think even when we say we prayed through it one of the principal things i learned about conflict was pray through your anger mm. when we really really upset this has helped me there are times i just explode uh but other times over the years i learned how to go back and pray through my anger mm. and once we calm down initially it would be sometimes 48 hours mm. and then that slowly came down to 24 hours and then that came down to 12 hours and mm. came down to 6 hours mm. came down to 2 hours mm. came down to 1 hour Mm. and as the years went by came down to 10 minutes mm. sometimes you know uh, it'll just be upset for 10 minutes or maybe 2 minutes sometimes mm. we'll then we'll go okay mm. uh let's let it go and let's talk about it in a mm. godly way mm. so before a lot of emotions were involved in all of this mm. so i think praying through our anger is extremely extreme because if you don't pray through your anger you will not know how to behave right and treat the other person right mm. because we're still angry or frustrated and we're saying things upset mm. uh maybe hormonal we may be emotional we may be frustrated we may be tired mm. we may be broken we may be disappointed and so i think praying through that uh, is extremely extremely key uh also i think we must continue to value the relationship and if this is really important to me i will be willing to go any lengths to make this work yeah. and often it is our own fears our own insecurities uh, inside our hearts that keeps us from really working on the relationship mm. and if we really love god i think we will work on those as well mm. because i've had to you know really go back to i realize a lot of my conflict with him was actually conflicts with with myself mm-hmm. in internal conflicts would play out in the marriage mm. and to actually take some of those things back to god and say god why am i 
speaking like this why am i behaving like this mm. what inside me is not at peace mm. that i cannot uh, speak peacefully mm. you know i cannot uh, manage this in a better way mm. so knowing yourself knowing your spouse um, you know praying about it trying valuing the other person enough to to deny yourself mm. uh, to keep going back to work on the relationship you know he the, the spouse must be considered valuable and precious and the relationship must be given you know great value so that you want to keep working on it then of course like any relationship listening to the other person understanding the other person uh, you know negotiating apologizing you know mm. if couples don't uh, apologize i think that's something that you're really missing out to bring a lot of healing in the marriage mm. uh, even if it is whether you're right or whether you're wrong i think uh, humbling down and apologizing and um you know that is an another aspect of just valuing yeah. the person just just saying the sorry you know the, mm. uh, and doing everything uh like the word of god says strain every nerve to or to keep uh, to keep peace you yeah. know endeavor yeah. to keep the unity of the spirit yeah. in the bond of peace so mm. i think if that is constantly our goal is constantly to connect uh, and not to have conflict mm. you know we will yeah. i think something she talks about uh, from time to time the the purpose of mad many times when we con- when we conflict the intention is to come to a standoff uh to come to a place of peace mm. you want to tell them tell them about that yeah um. instead of place of peace she often says the intent of god is to bring us to make us one yeah and yeah. we often settle for peace yeah instead mm. of becoming one working towards becoming one mm. one is telling more about that yeah i mean when we have uh, conflicts over the years we realize that if i say this he gets upset and he figures out that if he mentions that i will get upset so in most couples they will come to that place where okay we don't talk about this and we don't talk about that mm. and we have a safe place standoff mm. yeah a standoff right and uh, they maintain peace with that mm. and everything looks okay on the surface uh, but inside they both know that there is no unity there is no mm. fully becoming one mm. and uh, i believe god's intent is that we work through those and to become one yeah. because the real power in marriage is when the two become one right but that is painful and that mm. is hard work mm. and that is meaning that sometimes the peace will be ruffled or peace will be disrupted mm. uh, in a in a good way to become one mm. right so uh, so we must not just settle for okay peaceful marriage we're not fighting mm. uh, we can talk about uh, you know other stuff but mm. we won't bring out the deepest parts of our hearts into the marriage uh, no we we must not settle for that mm. that we must pray and work towards uh, no we must become one one often times yeah. the challenge in marriage is people uh, i try to ask myself the question what is the real issue because they there's a saying in leadership it goes like this when the emotions to an issue are greater than the issue mm. yeah there's usually another underlying unresolved issue right so when you know that you know you're trying to 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 resolve something and you're having that conversation and nothing's making sense here it's not working out there seems to be a lot of emotions in this mm. so that means there is something else unresolved and mm. so i begin to ask myself what is the real issue mm. and i begin to play that in my mind mm, is there something deeper is there something unresolved mm. maybe in my own heart sometimes mm. maybe in her heart mm. and then try to look at that 
another very very powerful thing to become one i think one very powerful thing we try to do is to negotiate mm. is to talk when your person is emotional they usually rational mm. but uh, so sometimes we come back and we talk about it we we give it a you know like a time out and then mm. we talk about it uh, maybe a day later mm. or two days later when mm. we bring it up and you know revisit that thing mm. and to negotiate through that conversation to come about bring a win-win situation for of honor mm. um so i think learning to negotiate uh, the, into the will of god into the heart of god mm. learning to influence each other mm. into the will of god into mm. the heart of it learn to challenge each other after apologizing maybe mm. to still you know i i am sorry but you know maybe the next day we we challenge hey wait a minute how do we really you know behave Uh, right in a godly way mm. and how do we go beyond behavioral modification mm. into a heart that is uh, submitted to god mm. many people go through behavioral modification and get frustrated because their heart is not submitted yeah and and that so there is an there is an obedience without a submission mm. of a heart to god mm. and that frustrates people because mm. they feel that god is a killjoy or the mm. spouse is a killjoy mm. so i think it's so important for us to not just want behavioral modification it'll frustrate mm. we want a change of our heart we want mm. god to bring peace in our heart right. when we are at peace we'll able to negotiate what the issues with the other person and then maybe come to a place where we create a win-win situation mm. uh, and i think negotiating apologizing and making up underlying understanding understanding one another live with each other live with each other in an understanding way mm. which means i think one of the goals must be now she wants me to understand her i want her to understand me mm. but i found out that neither gave a lot of effort to understand yeah and the other mm. we put all the effort at that point to you must understand me, me. Yeah. but i think when we negotiate come to a place of peace with god when value one another we put a lot of effort into understanding the other understanding person. the other person really mm. well, i mean this so valuable so uh, okay what is going on is so important for me to understand mm. the other person and what the person is going through that's true now now pursuing oneness uh, requires a lot of communication right to to pour out your heart in um and be real with each other so um how do you how do you you know work on communication in this attempt to you know pursue oneness what 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 can you do to communicate in the most loving gentle christ like way <laughs> you know? we're still working on that one <laughs> yeah it's going to be a lifetime of learning that yeah, yeah. communication um we I all speak very very different languages in communication yeah. we are we are all talking and trying to communicate but we fail to communicate so often yeah um i think often the um the goal in the communication is uh, i want to express my frustration or i mm. want to express my pain mm. i want to tell you what i feel and what i think mm. uh while it is not as much uh, the goal is for us to connect mm-hmm. and that takes a little more work because if i have to uh, if i want to just vent i can i'll just do it mm. but if i want to connect i need to plan that a little better mm. what words will actually connect what uh, what what tone mm. what uh, you know expression and i i think both of us have worked through it over the years mm-hmm. uh, we have changed our style of communication to to help the other person mm. more um and we've we've had to work on i've had to practice 
um, my lines you know mm-hmm. for a, a lot because right. the words that i am used to, i was used to using were what i have heard which mm. would be you know manipulating which would be expressing emotion by uh, accusing or mm. you know Blaming pointing the finger right and saying you did this and uh, into so to understand just to understand that that kind of communication is unhealthy took a while mm. you know and uh, then to rewire your brain to not go that way mm. and to begin to bring in a new whole new pattern of uh, communicating it's hard work yeah. you know yeah. it's it's uh, it's looking at the model of christ okay if jesus was here how would he say it mm. and replay it you know and do the lines and then again a bit of your old self comes in and then you say okay no that's manipulation i can't mm. do that mm. uh, and even and this goes uh, not just with with each other with the children as well you know in how we communicate uh, it has a huge toll yeah. on on just the words we use the tone we speak mm. uh, so i think it is um, the goal if we we need to make it clear that my goal is to connect to him and i have to try to do it in a way that he feels connected mm-hmm. or that he understands that he is able to take it mm. uh, and that requires you know sacrifice and love for me to actually think of how can he receive what i will say the best uh, so it is so it is not just merely expressing yourself which mm. is communicating yeah communication is the ability to make the other pe- person understand the heart of what i'm trying to communicate mm. there are in, the, in fact different levels of communication maybe well, you could share on that well, i mean there are different levels of communication and people mm. settle at one or the other level mm. when we can actually go deeper when we go in terms of communication i think um, well, i'm if i'm not sure if i remember this perfectly but the the basic level is uh, cliched conversations or you just have uh you know you you how are you yeah i'm good you know uh the next level would be you can talk about uh other people mm-hmm. but you can't uh, you don't talk about yourselves mm-hmm. uh so which we we have found it is very easy to discuss things in church and yeah. people in church yeah. Yeah. and uh, we can go on on that mm-hmm. uh that is you know another level of communication but to go another level deeper is to discuss our ideas my thoughts mm. this what i think this what you think mm. uh which is going a little deeper into uh communicating with each other mm. and but even deeper is getting into the the emotional level mm. where i feel this mm. and uh so I, according to how safe not being afraid to share what i feel share what i feel again uh, how safe we feel with each other in the relationship will decide how much we communicate right. maybe in the early you know months we expressed everything we felt and then mm. we got hurt because the other person was not able to handle what we felt mm. so we back down the levels of uh, mm. communication so then we get okay i can't tell him how i feel i'll just tell him what i think mm. and if you get hurt with that then you go down and say okay it's just safer to not get there just talk about other people mm. so we kind of figure out what level we need to Switch stay on between them yeah and beyond emotions is the the place of complete uh, openness in in relationship which even we are getting to uh, and i think that is you know that's probably the 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 full spirit connection where you are completely safe mm. with the other person to be able to you know say and do any uh, express yourself and i think we we grow in that 
uh, we all find our safe level mm. for some people a lot of couples it's cliched conversations you know You're good right. morning mm. or i'm going out you know mm. pick the kids mm. or you know shop this and nothing goes beyond that right. so they've come there because they feel safe in mm. only that level right uh, so yeah i think we must constantly work to uh, get deeper in our you know in our communication and i think that working towards communication has a lot to do with working towards feeling safe with one another mm. and the only reason i want to feel safe with somebody is when i feel loved by the person mm. and when we are trying to c- resolve a conflict and we don't feel safe because we don't feel loved and i think in conflict resolution trying to make the other person feel loved is very important again you know the other person will not receive the love even if we do mm. if the person doesn't feel safe yeah. so to make that person feel safe we've got to ask the question what is the real issue mm. so try to delve into that and try to find out what is the issue that really needs to be resolved mm. so that we can take that one you know defense system away so the person can receive the love so that they can feel safer yeah. so that they'll be able to express and open up their hearts and lives um, and so i think it's an ongoing uh, process. Uh, process and i think we have to learn mm. uh, we have to learn to calm our emotions down and say how, how and to think and uh, whoever is a thinker can think at that time uh, and that particular conflict sometimes uh, some people, one person the spouse is more emotional another time another conflict another spouse is more emotional who is the less emotional of the lot at that time mm. was a reason and try to reach out and create a safe place mm. that the person can feel safe so that both can become one become one in agreement by becoming so safe with each other vulnerable with each other and not afraid of each other and i think that's a process we have to work on mm. ongoingly work on and receive god's love and still be able to give that love and work on it yeah. amen i'll just finish with one last question uh, i just got a call uh, yesterday i think uh, somebody told me that their pastor prescribed a divorce to this couple because uh, the husband and the wife apparently have different callings and different you know ways of doing ministry uh so you know it kind of confused me and i wanted to ask you what is your stand on on divorce when is is it necessary among christians and you know what is your perspective from what the bible teaches us about marriage and divorce um i think we just got a call the other day talking about how a couple there was absolute unfaithfulness in mm. one spouse mm and uh, ongoing unfaithfulness mm. and uh, regular unfaithfulness mm. and the other spouse uh decided that in his heart he felt that god had planted him to be a healing in that broken spouse's life mm. by representing christ mm. different people have different takes on it mm. and i have spoken to many pastors about this each one will give you a different shade of it mm. concerning divorce both of us we stand by and we believe that mm. divorce is not the will of god mm. now some people first off they say but if you're unfaithful the bible says you can divorce mm. we don't even agree to that mm. because jesus said it was not so from the beginning mm. and he goes on to they said when moses said you can give a certificate of divorce and send the person away jesus said it was not so from the beginning then he goes on to say because of the hardness of your heart mm. Mm. 
that is why god permitted it mm. it is like you know what you shared this morning in the message you said if this is what you want mm. then the judgment upon them was to let them have their way mm-hmm. and divorce was like that spoken like that by god mm. if the hardness of your heart is so much mm. then the judgment on you is you have your way mm. and so divorce is not the plan of god mm. divorce is not the will of god desire of god nor is divorce uh, an antidote to unfaithfulness mm. yeah the antidote to unfaithfulness is forgiveness mm. and covenant so often times uh, divorce is a result of an unrenewed mind mm. and a hardened heart mm. and sometimes divorce has a place Uh, in certain circumstances right it has right. a place and i really don't want to enumerate many of them sometimes i've seen somebody was cheated into the marriage mm. i just had someone tell me the other day in another country they uh, they had a proposal it came the the marriage happened of course they didn't get to know each other families asian or eastern marriages the families arranged it she got married and found out the person was a uh, was a mentally uh you know he was struggling in his mm. mental faculty mm. and he was going through depressions and all kinds of things and and was on medication and they didn't tell her these things so mm-hmm. she felt very cheated mm. by all that so there are there are many many they find out they get married and find out the person is infected mm. uh, with some disease which is you know, there may be x number of things right. where where we can but fundamentally divorce is not the heart of god mm. even if there are enough reasons to just justify it, it. justify it or break it down i think the heart of god is to see how that covenant why divorce is not the will of god is because many people they uh, they actually commit to companionship and not commit to covenant mm mm when yeah. people get married they are actually committing to companionship yeah but not committing to covenant even though yeah. they say covenant and they promise good times bad times all that they don't understand covenant in covenant the difference between a contract and a covenant is a contract is where there's mutual benefit between the two parties mm. in a covenant mm. in a covenant between god and abraham there was no mutual benefit mm. it was abraham's benefit all the way mm. in the covenant on the cross there was no mutual benefit mm. god could have just wiped everything out and start afresh yeah. but he went for the bride's benefit or the church's benefit mm. so covenant is, uh, contracts are based on distrust mm. covenants are based on trust mm. on love mm. contracts are based on uh, you scratch my back i scratch yours mm. covenants are based on you fail me i will still love you yeah so agape is the fundamental of a covenant mm. and that is why even though we were enemies of the cross christ mm. jesus demonstrated his love for us by laying mm. us so people actually commit to companionship i like this guy he's good for me yeah he's good looking or she's good looking they have a good job we can uh, we can have i i like him we can have fun things together mm. and so they commit to companionship and they don't commit to covenant so a key to this i think uh, would be to choose well 
to before you get married to learn and ask married people what does it take to stay married yeah and ask those questions we would ask people before we were married you know what did marriage look like uh, what does it take to stay married mm. uh, i would ask those questions i speak to older people you guys are married so many years how did this happen what happened mm. so asking those questions choosing well preparing well for marriage mm. so many people get into marriage with broken dysfunctional backgrounds mm. and encountering a healing of the soul going mm. for meetings that actually deal with an uh, inner healing of the soul of a broken yeah, dysfunctional so life is yeah. so important so that by the time you get into marriage you already invested into your marriage mm. by encountering the love of god and being yeah. healed and i think that's very important preparing well uh, fire, uh getting an education mm. is uh, adding into your marriage mm. uh you know earning some money is adding into your marriage right. so that you have some bank balance already mm. in fact i heard a pastor friend of ours he tells his church like this no uh, finance no romance mm. he says if you can't take care of the family you're not going to fall in love with that girl yeah. so preparing for a the home and preparing for some bank balance preparing mm. for something so that you can it'll be easier on the family as things begin mm. um, and then staying committed and learning to forgive one another mm. uh, uh, if you are not in a place to forgive one another you, you there's just no way you can be married mm. you can there's no way a hardened heart of unforgiveness in fact uh, in fact i know many people i know i'm saying this out of context but uh, one of the things the bible says that god would send and uh, the the servant that owed a lot of debt to the king the king forgave him but when he went and caught the other servant who owed him debt mm. and he couldn't forgive the one thing the king sent his servant to outer darkness or to prison was for inability to forgive yeah and i think the scriptures say unforgiveness is one of the keys that is going to send a lot of people to mm. outer darkness to yeah. Christless eternity mm. where they stand up against I cannot forgive this person I will not forgive this person mm. I cannot I want him out of my life mm. and I think that is going to be a huge 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 thing people are going to lose their eternity over being unable to forgive and I think that's something that people really need to keep in their heart no, I agree that uh divorce is not god's heart because that's not who god is yeah and with us uh if he was to uh you know back out of the relationship with us if for our unfaithfulness i'm sure none of us would continue walking in a relationship yeah. with him yeah. and he is a covenant god and mm. that's why i think he expects that same covenant heart to be in all of us mm. and uh, marriage is not easy i know there are a lot of uh, stories that we get to hear of extremely difficult marriages that um will challenge you know anyone's uh, limits but i still believe that because god is a covenant god mm. that he can give grace for us to be covenant people yeah. and to hold on in that marriage uh and and like he said eternity is at stake mm. you know and we are not living lives for just this uh, for this this 70 years mm. it is an eternity we're sowing into mm. and in eternity what counts will be how much like christ have i become mm. and maybe it is uh, if it is through a marriage then god will give grace you know yeah. i believe that yeah. uh, and that because that's who he is and that's what he wants us to be uh, he wants us to be like him so i think i believe divorce in any form 
does break god's heart mm. uh, but uh, you know there are cases where it is for the safety of the person or their life is under threat you know all those things god is gracious mm. he 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 gives grace for those circumstances but mm. uh, but his heart you know bottom line is he is a covenant god uh, it has to go case by case and i think in some nations it is more accepted that divorce is okay it's mm. fine and the culture are all around mm. in fact we heard one couple say that in the uh, was it 25 or 50 families closest families around them in their own natural family lineage mm. there wasn't one marriage that hadn't gone through a divorce mm. so when you come through a culture like that mm. divorce is the natural thing to do right. and then god wants us to go counter culture mm. and begin a culture where we are in our churches in our homes and cultivating godly marriages that mm. we are saying mm. we want like east we want this to be a new culture mm. and that's why and the children feel safe in that there is a sense of security i think divorce uh, i, I we're not blanket statementing everything mm. we're just making the main laws and i know yeah. there are sub clauses mm. and i think some cultures are just so quick to divorce and there are people around them who are divorced who tell people it's okay i'm done with that baggage mm. god wants me to be happy mm. and i think being happy seems to be more important yeah. than being godly or righteous right mm. before god mm. yeah Yeah. That's true. Thank you so much Pastor uh, for giving me your time and for blessing us with what's on your heart. If you could just take a moment to just pray and just bless our listeners wherever they are from, just blessing their marriage and just blessing their relationships. Sure would love to. Yeah. Father, we pray for Hallelujah. everyone Lord that is listening right now. I especially pray yes. Lord for anyone that is struggling in their marriage lord is going through a difficult time that yes. is going through pain in any form and and disappointment lord and uh, struggling to love the spouse heavenly father i just pray that your comfort and your peace will just surround that one lord and that your you will fill lord that child with your with your love father i pray that the things that we've talked about will bring hope will bring healing will bring strength lord into everyone It's hard that has yes. been listening Lord. I pray they will not Lord give Spirit. up on their marriage. Lord, I know that when you are in the in a marriage Lord, there is always hope. There is always Lord a the a place Lord for for a miracle to happen. Hallelujah. And we just pray for every family Lord that is listening. We pray Father for supernatural grace. We pray Hallelujah. that Lord every couple Lord listening will be able to enjoy Lord the Jesus. blessings Lord of the, the fullness of having a a wonderful marriage Lord Father it is your will Lord it is you have placed man and woman together because you knew it was not good for man to be alone and and I believe Lord that marriage is is good in your eyes and you've blessed it Lord I pray that every one of us will experience the fullness of what was in your heart Lord Hallelujah. when you brought us together mm. and I pray that we will learn your heart will carry your heart through our marriages our marriages will be an example of your love Lord will shine out your love father and we just pray and bless every couple and every person listening in Jesus mighty name amen father i want to pray for these couples that are hearing i pray that they might be one as mm. you are one mm. father i pray you give much grace not just to be at peace mm. but mm. work hard to become one mm. in a place of agreement mm. and find the one thing that they agree on and give it 100% of their attention and effort mm. 
and to build from there and mm-hmm. father to learn to be uh, intentional about falling in love in marriage and growing in love to be excited about marriage to be informed about marriage and uh, lord to go all the way and to be influential mm. in one another's life uh, to 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 model christ mm. let their homes be models of christ mm. let the children see christ in those homes in those parents in those marriages let them be filled with your love and i just bless them and if there's anybody going through brokenness right now i pray father in their marriage i just pray right now the holy spirit anointing upon them mm. that they will right now even mm. if they're considering divorce because of a difficult marriage that they would just encounter god and repent and know the heart of god mm. that god said this was it was not so from the beginning but because of the hardness of your heart i pray you give them a soft heart lord a heart that will be uh, one that just filled with your love and uh, lord if there's anybody that needs is going through a, a time that they don't know what to do and their marriage is very unsafe give them grace to talk to some some godly people who can help them through the situation of oh god and i commit them more than anything we ask for the grace of god i bless them and i commit them to your care in jesus mighty name amen amen thank you so much thank you so much what's the best way for somebody to connect with the both of you um is it on facebook or yeah you could uh, connect with us on facebook uh, mine is dr john joseph at uh, uh, hotmail.com you can that's on our fan page you could connect you could write to us uh, on our fan page or if you want to shoot an email you could write to dr john joseph at hotmail.com and uh, we would get uh, would get your mail and uh, we could we could take it from there yeah thank you so much thank you thank so much you. for giving us your time and we are so blessed to hear from you thank you for having us thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. I hope that you enjoyed the conversations of Marriage Talk. Continue to enjoy serving God together wherever you are placed. And if you need prayers, feel free to reach out to us. God bless you.